Checking that groove. First chore done. I hate that bit. It's <laughs> not going to make me bloody sing again. Every, <laughs> it's always do this. It's, this is me. Oh, God, I hate that bit for a sing. As soon as you start playing, I'm like, hey, can't wait to sing. Must <laughs> nuts, boys. Thanks very much. <laughs> these, are, these are actually uh, special coconuts to me. Have they got... Have they got R in? Oh, yeah, they got L and R inside, <laughs> just because... There's something to do with the natural resonance of the hands that yes. just, it just really brings out the best in the coconuts <laughs> it if is. you hold them. It has you cup those nuts. Well, you cup those nuts indeed. <laughs> so uh, let's keep it clean. Hey? Let's it's keep a family it clean. show, all right? Exactly, sorry. <laughs> so, so you said, I've got to use these nuts. There's a story behind them. Yes, yeah, so these coconuts are part of, as am I, and my mate Dave, we've all got one, the, uh, the world's largest coconut orchestra. So 2007, Trafalgar Square, the, uh, the cast of Spamalot and a few of the Monty Python guys got up on stage yeah. and we sung Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, a few thousand of us. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail I got and every time the horses came on, on screen. <laughs> so I am. How loud was that? Oh, it was amazing. Thousands of coconuts going back in time. That was loud. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. So good. Awesome. So uh, yeah, I'm a rec- world record holder. That's quote good. unquote. And that's the reason we got you on the podcast. <laughs> I am a big deal. I get it. I Which get is, it. Well, can, we, can you introduce him, please? Full name, code name, well, 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 well. AKA. Do you want to introduce yourself, boy? Hi, it's uh, <laughs> uh, boy here. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Good. I don't that's know. All, that's it. That, that's how I view myself. That's good. No, that's, that's all I needed to know. Mostly, I don't know if it was a Madonna thing. Is Boyd? <clears throat> it's just been from youth, or well, so Boyd is is my middle name. Right. My actual name is Matthew Boyd Hayward. Ah. As a kid, I hated Boyd because it wasn't David or John or something normal. And of course, if yeah. something's not normal. Kids are going to pick on it. Yeah. And then Kids I went to college. Kids are ruthless. They are nasty, nasty things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, went to college and of course, you know, met a whole new bunch of people and then just told them my biggest insecurity straight away. Um, but they were like, and then they... Boyd's quite cool. Yeah. And yeah. then it just kind of stuck. And then I went to uni and a lot of people there didn't even know who Matt Hayward was. And I got asked to debt for gigs and one guy said... Uh, you know, can you cover me for this gig at the weekend? I was like, no, I'm busy. And he was like, who's this Matt Hayward guy? Is he any good? <laughs> I felt a bit like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. It's like, do you know him? But of course I know him. He's me. He's me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very similar thing because I'm Welshy. I was Taff for years. And when I came back from Australia, um, I was in Blackfield of all places down in by the garage. One of my old school friends I hadn't seen in years, he shouted across the park taff and i was like looked around instantly and i was like oh all right mate and the next thing you shouted is you're gay now aren't you <laughs> you didn't see me for 24 years 
I was like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. No, well, who told you that? I don't know. Something about the way you were holding yeah. yourself? Someone was holding the petrol pump rather seductively. I don't know. It was, uh, anyway, moving on, moving on. So uh, all of our guests that we get on the podcast, we, um, we try to have people who are in the music world, but as well as being musicians, um, have uh, other kind of dealings within the music world. Yes. Like we've had uh, people on who are graphic designers, we've had people who, who tour a lot. Um, and Boyd, we brought on, because he's a bloody lovely guy. Thanks. He's got an excellent, yeah. excellent face and good legs. Um, great drummer. Great drummer. Great drummer. Um, and also a life coach for musicians. This is true, this is true. Um, which is very, very interesting. But how, how long have we known each other, Boyd? When did we first meet? So we met, I think, at Taunton's College. Yeah. Um... 2006, I guess. No, I think it was that. around whenever you started teaching there. It was earlier than that because I saw a photo on Facebook yesterday with you and me in Deluga Kensky in the multi story car park, and that was 2006. That was 2006. So, so it's got to be two or three years before that. Wow. I reckon. Yeah. So okay. Delugo, mm-hmm. have you, are you two original <laughs> members, kind of? I'm not, I'm not an original bass player. Are you not? Yeah. No, neither no. am I a drummer. He's been going a long, long time. We should get him on. But he's being yeah. But you so, two, you two are longest-standing members, surely. Um, Apart from probably Ben. <laughs> I think yeah. I think Ben's got the edge, and I think he's actually going to be a hard one to beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a way, but <laughs> but this is how we met, though. It is, yeah. So yeah, so that was. Uh, there's a big connection with Taunton's College, actually. Yeah. And ben, isn't there? Because yeah. Andy Wilde, the, uh, the p- piano playing genius, worked at Taunton's. And then he, need, I think Ben's old drummer left, so then Andy wrote me in because I was teaching there. Yeah. And then didn't you get a gig teaching at Taunton's and then that was your in? Exactly, and then, exactly the same. Um, so It's um, almost like Andy just chose the nearest musicians. Well, exactly. Now, <laughs> Tim now teaches there. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, he's in the band and uh, first rehearsal I had with him was at Taunton's College. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're a college band. And our, the first gig we did was in Nottingham at the Rescue Rooms. Yes, I remember um, that. And Sandy Tom of punk rocker flower fame was supporting us big deals Shit. we are big deals <laughs> massive <laughs> look at her now yeah it's, it, yeah so that, that was a nothing's really changed has it no, since really, no. <laughs> I was going to say things got up was from them but it's got kind of it's kind of yeah, all the same much. but we have some fun we've had a good we've yeah. had a good ride and uh, yeah looking forward to the future with it <laughs> so drumming then I guess is um it's a stupid thing to do, kids. Don't do it. Get a proper job. <laughs> was that your first instrument? So I know you, you play piano, a little bit of piano as well. I mean, well, no, I learned Swans on the Lake at college because it was part of a compulsory module and I can kind of fumble my way through me, <laughs> shout my bow by the Beatles. But uh, yeah, drums was pretty much, that was it. First and only instrument, really. I can pick, pick up this other is instruments. My, this is always my favourite question in the podcast. What, what is it? What drew you? What was there? What just... Wow. So, originally, it was my sister that played on Pots and Pans All right. to my dad's Queen videos. So, dad bought her a drum kit, and the only place to set the drums up was in my bedroom. Perfect. When she had the, the real thing, it wasn't so much of a, of a draw, but I couldn't sort of get past it, you know, like couldn't get out of bed without sort of fumbling yeah, past yeah, it yeah, and yeah, accidentally yeah. knocking a hi-hat. So, yeah, I just got interested in it, and... Um, just went on from there, joined the school Brilliant. band, and 
and now it's what I do. That's the short version. That's how it should be. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've done, any... you know, picked up other instruments, but yeah. I certainly wouldn't say I play any other instruments. And then, like, back in the, back in the first, first days, was it Queen? Or for me, it was. The, for me, we, we, it was. My, my brother's drummer, and he plays headphones. He's a headphones-on drummer, and yeah. he loves the foos, and he smashes out, you know, to the foos and all that sort of stuff. And but so you, you're a bit older than him, sadly. But yeah, he's a young guy. But what did you? What was your? It started off with it was Nirvana and Guns oh, yeah. N' Roses. Cool. Yeah. So just probably a year before I got started, I went on a French exchange trip. And there was a few of the, I guess, cooler kids on the bus, and they were just really into their music, and they were playing all this stuff. And I'd been into music before. I'd like, you know, Michael Jackson fan growing up. Yeah, perfect. Danced at the school talent show to and, 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 uh, Smooth and, and Criminal and, and, and at your wedding. wedding. <laughs> yeah. So I did this it's on YouTube. when I was 11. Yeah. We'll post that link. Oh, honestly. <laughs> I was 11, 11 years old, learnt the dance or a, you know, approximation of uh, Smooth Criminal danced it at the talent show yeah. then for the next five years at discos oh can we have Matt Heyman up to dance to Smooth Criminal anyway <laughs> forgot about those days and then at Aidan's wedding the singer from the oh. band says can we have Boyd up to the front of the stage please and I'm like this hasn't happened since the last school disco I was at 15 years ago and I just walked, walked up looking slightly confused and uh he says, right, we're going to get Boydy to dance to Smooth Criminal. And I'm like, these people aren't even of that era. And then I turn around and my dad's there with a smug look on his yes. face going, that's my boy. It's like, get down. I can only remember one move. No, that's not true. No, well, no, it is. It is. There's a theme here. I think if you go back through our podcasts, okay. every guest has mentioned Michael Jackson. That's how big... Wow. It's almost like, I guess he's like, I don't know, I suppose the king of pop, was, really, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, well, he could well be, if, if he wasn't dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> it's sad. It's all good. So uh, you studied drums at university? Yep. In um, Salford? Salford, indeed. Got out alive. Give us, give, us your, um, give us your Manchester accent. Give us your, the what? The Salford accent about the mobile. It's brilliant. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, a bit of a rough area on, on our first induction week. Uh, we had a police officer come in and he said, you know, you've probably heard a lot of nasty things about Salford, really? which, which yeah. most of them Actually, are true. And if I can give you any advice <laughs> other than, you know, study hard and, you know, get your grades and all that stuff is, um, yeah, never wear shoes you can't run in. <laughs> and then on the last day of my first year I assume this is the story you're, uh, you're probing at Aidan um, I finished my last exam yeah. and I was heading back home the next day back, back down to the uh, sunny south and walked out of the exam and put my arms up in the air and said I've bloody done it a year yes. in Salford without getting mugged yeah so three minutes later or so <laughs> no two, me and two friends are walking across a bridge which is probably as wide as this table so you know, a few, few feet wide um, and my friend Joe phones me up just to say you know you're heading down the pub yeah so uh, probably just about to say oh I'm just going to go home and have some super noodles then I'll see you down there and as I'm talking to him these two scallies as we called them oh, at the other end of the bridge start making their way towards us so I said to Joe probably just about to get my phone nicked jokingly because there were three men essentially yeah. me and my two mates and these two kids 
Next thing I know, little one pulls the screwdriver out. Give us your fucking wall bar, you student wanker. <laughs> that's the accent, that's the accent. And um, anyway, he gets my, he gets my phone, and, or the big one, the slightly, slightly bigger one. He was still about a foot shorter than me, and I'm pretty short. So, But yeah, so the, uh, the older one of the two grabs my phone. Once that initial shock's kind of over, you're like, it's just a bit pissed off. Yeah, you And then he said, now give us your, yeah, give us your wallet. And it's like, you've got my phone, and I've sod off. He's yeah. like, it's not a phone, it's a fucking brick. <laughs> Bearing in mind, this is 1999, or you're like, sorry, year 2000, when, you know, bricks were yeah. top of the line. Yeah. And um, Nokia. That was it. Yeah. So that, and off he went. Bastard. And tried it on with some other people. But uh, so you didn't stay in Manchester then? No, I did. I did three years, three years oh. in Salford. Yeah. And we stayed in halls for all three years because we were too scared to venture out. <laughs> and then we stayed on another year after uni down in uh, Didsbury, so a bit nicer down in the south. Well, I don't know. I've got a quick story about the south. My friend lives in... He lived close to Ocean Village. Similar story. Walking through a green. Lovely, lovely, lovely guy. Um, someone bugged him. I think punched him in the stomach, mm. mugged him, he's laying on the floor. He rings me and, oh, Carl, I've been punched. I've been, oh, punched. They've nicked my wallet and they've nicked my phone. I'm like, pretty sure they haven't nicked your phone, mate. <laughs> 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 he was pretty drunk. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, no. So, did he punch him? Did he mug himself? He, he might have been <laughs> was he like, he uses one phone for like phone himself, yeah. and, uh, one ear for himself, <laughs> and the other ear for the mugger. Schizophrenic <laughs> yeah, mugger. Exactly. <laughs> But um, yeah, so there's muggers everywhere. Oh no, absolutely. No, we moved but, to like the south part of Manchester oh. for it, and that was that was a lot nicer. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely. No, we're new to mugging. <laughs> although I think certain areas might have a slightly higher yeah, concentration yeah, yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. Met some great people. Um, yeah, it was great, really. And then when you came back to Southampton. Came back to Southampton in. 2003, did two months travelling around America just for fun, just before that, to sort of... Where'd you go? All yeah. over America. Um, all of America? All of it, every... Did you, uh, we, did you drive it or did... We did, yeah, so we, well, we flew into Toronto first, oh, nice. and then we went over into New York, caught the train down from Buffalo, down to uh, New York City, Philadelphia, yes. we drove down to Washington then up to Ohio and then to Chicago where one of our good Chicago, friends lives hired a Mustang yeah. did Route 66 yeah. had a which night not, out which is not as easy as people make out no it's it? not really there anymore it's not there it's no. missing you have Lots. to find your way a bit yeah, yeah. you sort of take those signs don't you it says historic Route 66 yeah, it. and it's like a gravel track that's and a it. big dirt mound at the end and you turn back <laughs> yeah. and, but uh, I mean, it was cool to see awesome, what yeah. parts of it and there was there was a great bit I think it was called the Black Mountains in I think it must have been Nevada or Arizona, but you know, really, really bendy, windy, windy roads. Windies. And I remember saying to my friend, you know, we must have been doing five miles an hour. It's like, dude, just slow down for my yeah. mom's sake. You know? <laughs> and then you go through a proper hit town, and it was, yeah. it was an amazing way to see it. And then did a bit of the West Coast and Vegas and the Grand Canyon, and um, yeah, it was a good time. Mm. One of my favourite stories at the uh, Grand Canyon: this uh, little kid's there with his mum, and he says. Mommy, that's the biggest crack I've ever seen. <laughs> and she wallops him. She's like, Timmy, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> Still seven-year-old kid's like, I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> it's I, just I didn't a big interject. crack in the earth. I don't know. It was oh. just, it, it, cracks don't get much bigger than that. No, I feel it. like the kid had a hard rap, but you know, <laughs> not, my, not my place to interject. <laughs> so you came out of uni, you studied drums or music? or what did you I do? did popular music and recording. 
but didn't do much recording. A lot of drumming. A lot, yeah, lots of drumming. Um, what, did what, some composing. I've never done any learning, because you guys have both done the university thing, and I've never done that. I've just, all I ever did was some gigs. University but, of um, life. <laughs> but um, what, what do they actually, for people who are thinking about going maybe, or listening to this, I don't know, what do they actually teach you at these... Is it rudiments or is, so, is it back to basics for, or is it absolutely everything? I don't know. Well, so I mean, it was a, you know it was a full you know drumming was part you know your instrument is part of you know a wider um, syllabus. Right. So yeah. there was there was theory, there was music history. Yeah, you obviously had your own instrument. You did uh, performance. So you had with well, the recording side of it, people split off in two. Right. So you'd often have like session studies if you were doing the performance side, where you'd get into a room and you'd have two hours with charts to you know get All the right. tune together. And then you go and record it in the studio. So you got to experience the session, you know, being a session musician side. Yeah, okay. And then the recording students got to experience, you know, recording setting a session up and doing yeah, it. Oh, gotcha, so yeah, it kind okay. of worked for both sides. Yeah. Um, composition, arranging, um, work, you know, yeah. looking at, you know, how songs uh, were created. And um, there was yeah. a lot, that we, had, we had to do some sort of critical thinking and um, all these things where you start dissecting music and making it maybe a little bit more... It just feels like it's going a bit deep for the sake of it because it needs to be yeah, academic. Okay, it's like that's, you know, that's the sound what, yeah. of this was representing the chrome on the motor. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, well, was, it, was it really? Actually, it's just a it, slamming guitar part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. but I mean, you know, I guess yeah. music's subjective, isn't it? So, yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, that's why. I, that's why I wonder because I, I often think, do, would, if I went to one of those places, would I get? I don't. I don't know much, but I think I know some. But I don't everyone know much. But um, you know, everyone knows different stuff, and it's all opinions, and it's exactly subjective in the end, anyway. So, but it's a good I think to learn as much looking as you back, can, I, I think now, like education is just abundant. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to go anywhere to get education no. at all now. It's no. all it's all free. I think the toughest thing now is is attention, because what I found, you know, with myself as well, is that you know we can learn stuff online, and then as soon as things start getting difficult, oh, quick, let's jump ship and learn lick of the week or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Um, so I don't think you need to go to uni now to learn. I think it's a great, you know, I think it's a good experience and it's good fun and, you know, it's a good time. But I think, I guess one of the most powerful things is the networking you make. You know, you're going yeah. there with a, a potential hotbed of people that, yeah, if they get their act together, they can go on and go on. Exactly do great right. things. And if, you, if you're if you a good person, yeah. you've got good personal hygiene. I also and... think there's possibly, <laughs> yeah. There's possibly people out there who need, like me, if I had somebody to go every day and learn... That, that's the sort of motivation I need sometimes. Yeah, you know having I mean? like, that like, sort of like external self, thing that's yeah, giving you a syllabus. You there, yeah, and get there, learn that then, yeah, cool, I'll do that. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to let anyone down, all that sort of stuff. No, absolutely. That, that, it's some sort of accountability, down. basically. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's, where, that's where it would help me. So did, did you come out of there feeling, what do you feel now that it was, it was a well-spent three or four years of your life and it's helped you on your way? And- yeah, I think it was. Um, I think... If I was to do it again now, because now it's like 50 grand oh, to is do it? it. I mean, I was talking to my neighbour today Holy and her God. son's halfway through his second degree because he, he did a year at one and he bowed out. And she's like, he's 50 grand in debt, you know, and it's not like you owe the credit cards and, you know, can't pay, we'll take it away kind of thing. But it's just it's just a massive tax. That's huge, isn't it? Straight you know, off. But pretty Coming much out. for life. I probably came out about 12 grand and... I've got 18 yeah, it's seen, you know, the sort of longer it's gone on, that it's just silly, silly money. I've seen a lot of, you know, top guys on YouTube that have given their opinion on getting 
college education in America and they're like, no. Don't bother. Don't bother. Just get wow. your head down. But I think that that is the hard thing. Like you were saying, if you yeah. haven't got that accountability, yeah. is we can just get so distracted. Yeah. As soon as things get hard. Yeah. And also, it's that, isn't it? I don't know. How much is that bit of paper at the end? That The proof of the, you know. I remember someone saying to me, I think it, one of my old jump students. No, I don't think so. No. I mean, he said, uh, he was like, oh, I'm going to do my grade eight. And, you know, once I've got that, then I guess the world's my oyster. And it's like, if you've got your grade eight certificate and go up to Dave Grohl and go, hey, Dave, I've got my grade eight. <laughs> that's not going to get you in the door. You know, it's, it's, you know, well done. Exactly. But it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, so many of the greats have never taken a single lesson, let exactly. alone, exactly. Um, you know, yeah. got a degree or whatever. Yeah, so exactly. um, that's it. No, I think it's, you know, the experience is what you make it. I think you could go to the worst university and get, you know, if you squeeze the juice out of it, it's all about application oh, yeah. at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's you good know, and you guess the, I guess the real, like I said earlier, is just the people you meet. You just never know. I think the more people you can connect with, that's what's more, you know, if you're good and you're connecting, yeah. then you're more likely to, uh, you know, make something of it. Manchester was a good spot for that, I guess. Manchester was good, yeah. It's a shame we were just too scared to go out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was, you know, beyond, beyond the bridge, it was lovely, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we, we didn't. I never, dare I never made it past that <laughs> no, bridge with a phone or nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, well, one thing I definitely want to talk to you about is the, is the warm. Oh, the warmth. No, I'm the void from the, the warm. warm. <laughs> Do you know, I almost said that at the beginning. It was always felt like that's kind of part of me, I guess. Yeah. But that's 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 a bouncy abandoning. What would describe the sound for someone that doesn't maybe hasn't heard it? Um, when we'll put someone oh in a minute. God, who? What, what what did other people describe us as? Um, Any influences or original music? Yeah, it was original Good. music. I guess I mean we've been like into bands like The Calling, um, the Foo Fighters a bit, I guess. But that kind of stuff. It's it's we always thought back when we were doing it and we started in two thousand three that right. American college radio would love this stuff. Yeah. That was the sort of they and then we didn't you know that wasn't a conscious decision. That was just that was the noise we. We created, we did try like, oh, let's try doing something in five. And it sounded like a band that said, let's try do something <laughs> in five. You know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't us. I think it was just pop melodies, you know, kind mm. of rock, yeah. rock arrangements. Um, but that, it's made out of school friends, is that right? So I went to school with Stu, the, the lead guitarist. He moved down from Gravesend when we were about six. And the first time I met him, his mum was said to my mum, would your son play with my son? <laughs> no. No, but then we, we went on to become good yeah. friends. Then we went to college and we met Nick. And Nick at the time was um, quite a studious, he was a great eight trumpet player and his mum to this day still kind of blames us for you know making him rebel and <laughs> get into that you know get into that band. devil's music and learning guitar <laughs> so um yeah so got in you know been in sort of a couple of bands with nick and Stu before and then when i came back from uni nick and Stu were doing like an acoustic thing and they were waiting they i think they were they as, as i remember it they were waiting for me to get back and it's like right when you're back we'll start in. a band well, they were waiting for four years, or? So, no, not that for that long, but it was just, they got together whenever, whilst I was still away, but they were like, you know, when we get back, we'll get in a room and make a noise together. And then Richard Simmons, or Simo, as we know him, he was working at Fret Music, and he was a guitarist, 
and Nick said, we need a bass player. Do you want to give it a go? Which I think is quite a common thing for bass players. Isn't yeah. It? Their guitarists. This, is, this has also come up on the podcast. This has also come up <laughs> numerous times. That's okay. It's all good. And yeah, so that, that, was, that was, the I guess, the genesis of The Warm. And when, when, where was your first gig? First gig. And was it an original gig or was it a cover? Yeah, gig? it was. I think it was the old Fat Cat. They were doing a Battle of the Bands. With, oh, in Sam- um, Samson. Yeah, do you remember the guy with the long hair, the metal dude, really nice guy that used to run it? He got in a band. I think Graham knows him. Kai. I don't know. Not oh. Kai. No, it wasn't no. Kai. Um, oh, I can't remember. I'll have to phone a friend. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they were doing the Battle of Bands at the Fat Cat. So we did a few of those. And how, did you do? how did you do? I think we did all right. I think we... Yeah, I think we won. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Yeah. Edit it. History. How did you do? Yes, we won. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out all that uncertainty. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, on, let's just do that again. Ask me over. <clears throat> How did you do? Oh, we smashed it. <laughs> all those other little bands having a go. Bless having them. Bless Aww. them. Cons. <laughs> I'm going to need to hear some. Okay. Okay. Can we pop some on? Do you want to introduce it? Actually, there's a bit of a story here. Well, yeah, I guess there's probably quite a big story, but yeah, let's put the song on and then maybe we can talk about that because right. that ties in with a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay. But um, yeah, this is a song called Fix Us and this was recorded at a live gig we did. And uh, yeah, this was from our final um, EP that we recorded called Welcome Home, which we did at the ranch with good old Neil Kennedy. Good old Neil, yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that sounds bloody good. Thanks I was very there. much. I was there. Were you at that gig? That was a good gig. Yeah, was, was, a good. Gig. was it one of your last? Or? Well, that was that was the charity gig. Mm. So that was um, yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty rough day for me. Um, so yeah, I guess this ties in with the story, really. I suppose we can't really say that with uh, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> without without completely. I guess the big yeah the, the, the like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mentioned earlier my sister was the one that got interested yep. in drums and she she, you know, she never sort of kept going with it other than just picking up the sticks for fun and just sort of noodling around on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in 2012, I was at the Isle of Wight Festival and had a phone call, well, I had a voicemail when I switched my phone on from her flatmate and it was like, you need to get back, oh. like now. And... Um, yeah, cut a long story short, got to hospital and she died of a seizure in her sleep. Oh man, she So I get passed. to yeah, get to the hospital and I remember being on my way to the hospital and I I'd, I'd phoned my sister flatmate and said, you know, just to find out what was going on and a medic answered and she said, Oh, you know, um your sister's had a cardiac arrest and she's very poorly. 
I'm like, well, that's Paulie's all right. Like, I feel Paulie after a night on the beers. That's fine, you know, and it kind of put me at ease a bit. And then I phoned Dad and I said, you know, have you heard she's had a cardiac arrest? He's like, yeah, but, you know, she's all right. And and it was like, okay, cool. And I kind of sat on the ferry, just sort of, I don't know, probably denial, maybe, I don't know. Mm. And then, um, yeah, and then obviously got to the hospital and mum and dad were already in there and, you know, with her. And so, yeah, so that was June 2012. So, yeah, no. yes, yeah, just, you know, obviously just a bolt out of the blue and... Um, Mate, you just shocked me, I'll be honest. Yeah, did I, you, you didn't know. know? I didn't know. Oh, okay, know. yeah. So, sorry, um, that's, um, yeah, that's, I wasn't expecting you to say No, that. sorry, I'm trying to keep it like kids. <laughs> no, sorry. no, no, that's okay, that's, that's good. That's so, um, yeah, so, so we decided that, um, well, we got involved with a charity um, called SUDEP Action, so Sudden Unexpected Death in Epilepsy. Cool. So a lot of, um, you know, we didn't know about this thing. I always thought because she tended to have her fits in bed yeah. that, you know, it's, it's all right because she's in bed. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest fear we had was that she'd have a fit walking along, bang her head, that That's, kind of thing. Yeah, my sister's um, boyfriend from years, like 15 years ago, he used to have seizures and often catch him. Oh, okay. Before, yeah, and he's oh, always catching his head. And it oh, was, it's yeah, frightening. It's frightening. It's yeah, extremely absolutely. frightening. Yeah. Um, you know, Rebecca never had that so right. we kind of thought ourselves lucky and she had been seizure free for quite a while She'd, she, you know, she was driving for a bit and um, you know she went to uni and then the fits started up again yeah. and so she obviously came off the road and in that time when they're you know because they're looking to get patient seizure free yeah you know it's like that that's the, through, the, through medication or yeah through medication yeah. so whether the medication she was on just didn't work as well because you know as you grow up your hormones and change yeah, all that kind of stuff who knows but um so anyway we got involved with this charity that kind of clued us up a lot more about epilepsy and you know there's about on average three deaths a day in the uk from it and it's you know it's, it's a bigger killer than aids i think now and that's... um and asthma as well and um Anyway, so we got involved with them and their work is primarily is, is actually trying to improve the medical world's awareness of it because a lot of okay. you know, generalists don't know as much and they don't know how to help their patients really manage it in a way yeah. that, that, that it, you know, suits best. And they also look after bereaved families you know, if they need counselling and all that kind of stuff. So we got involved with that charity and you know, I thought, well, I want to do, do a fundraiser and... You know, I could run a marathon or jump out of a plane or, you know, all the, all the all typical the, things. All but the, Rebecca, yeah. as a drummer, you know, she became a drummer and everything that I've become since, you know, yeah. my whole world is shaped around that. You know, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. crux of everything I am. So every, you know, like knowing you guys is through music. So that, yeah. to me, is thanks to her. The kids I was teaching today is that's because that's of music. Right. And, oh, you know, there's so many connections, you know. And I think whilst that was obviously always the case, I never really sat down and kind of, thought about it until yeah. after she'd gone it's like wow that's she's actually just the most pivotal person i've ever met in your existence yeah um so we decided to get the warm back together because the warm split up in 2010 when i went um traveling for the year and we just thought well, she loved the band there were particular songs she loved it's like let's put on some gigs yeah we called them the sudep sessions and we did three gigs back to back on a Sunday. All nice. the same day. All on yeah. the same day. Yeah, good, good um, times. And I think we raised about 
1500 quid. I actually remember hearing about this. Yeah, it was. And I, was I was miles away. <laughs> okay, oh, there <laughs> so we go. Travel. Where it does travel, that's good. Yeah, yeah. so that was. Um, yeah, that was. that. Um, and it, it was. Well, the way it turned out, so two weeks before the gig, I get a knock on the door. Your mum's died. So we're in the preparations for the gig, and then my mum passes away. <laughs> so, so I had rehearsal that night. So we had to. Like, you know, deal with the initial of that. And then it's like, well, the gigs are still going ahead. So then the gig was on the Sunday. On the Saturday night, there was a charity conference. So yeah. the night before. And the day before that was mum's funeral. So I had a funeral, charity conference. And the thing with these charity conferences is everyone's there because they've all lost someone yeah. because of epilepsy. Yeah. And I didn't realise it, but I went to bed that night. And, I, you know, I felt fine during the day and the warm played a little bit. And, you know, yeah. you meet lots of people that have suffered similar you know, um, bereavements. Yeah. And I had, I remember laying in bed and there was, um, Simo was in the next bed along at the hotel and then, but just, I just started feeling bad. Like yeah. I was like, and I didn't know what it was and I didn't want to wake him up because I thought as soon as I wake him up, something's, do you know what I mean? It's like something admitting that, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I was hot, I was cold. It was, I wanted to be sick, but I couldn't. I wanted to use a loo, but I couldn't. Shock, was it? And, yeah, I think it was, yeah. And we called, I woke him up and, um, yeah, we got onto 111 and they, you know, they're like, put your hands up, make, you know, make sure you're not having a stroke. Yeah, you know, they yeah. go through all of the big things and they're like, you know, you're all right. Yeah. And I think it was just, yeah, just I think it was some kind of panic attack because I never really cried. Well, yeah, that's it. At some point you had to, it was a release. release it was a release, you had yeah. To. You had to. Man. And, um, yeah, we drove back the next day from rugby. We did these three gigs. And yeah, I got through it. And the, I, can't I was, believe I'm hearing, man. I can't fucked. believe what I'm I remember going to the pub that night once it was all done, and I ordered a pint and some food. And they said food's going to be about half an hour, and it was like that's just absolutely perfect because yeah. I just kind of stared at that pint and yeah. looked at the condensation dripping down, oh, and it was man. just like. And I did. I just it was like a release then. Yeah. It was just like. It, it was an it wow. was an emotional day. It was yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was a crazy. It was a crazy year. Um, That's just... So, yeah, so yeah, that was that. So 12, yeah, 2012, pretty the dark times. Bloody hell, man. But, oh, uh, it... you know, like I say, it's, it's made me realise how much of an influence she has been. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not like she was the most influential person in the world ever, but I think it's almost like for all of us, it's like, you know, we all are the product of so many people and so many little decisions other people make yeah. and so many decisions we make. We just don't know what kind of legacy we might leave behind exactly. even without realising it so yeah. it sort of got me thinking about you know legacy and mm. um, you know being the best I can be because a lot of that is kind of her legacy in yeah. a way and she's not here to carry that on exactly that's why I almost Sadly. feel like that's that's what I want to do and yeah so well, this, um, this brings us quite neatly although we're jumping years and years from 20, 2012 to like now but you're right in the middle of like a big promotional thing is that the right word do you think um i guess a campaign so campaign, that's the word I'm yeah for. so um i'm going to see the food fighters on june the 22nd okay and june the 22nd is basically the last night she went to bed ah. and what a coincidence yeah indeed and beautiful coincidence and and this is a weird thing because you know some of some of my now sort of fondest memories of my sister was when i was driving her to college so she finished a degree uh, she did photography at Solent. And then she's like, right, I want to be a teacher. So she decided to go back to college to improve her science, maths and English grades. Right. 
but because she couldn't drive, I used to take her. So we got some, you know, time to hang out in the car, yeah, and we cool. always used to listen to Wasting Light, which was the uh, the latest food it's a great, album. I love that. It's a great at album. The time, yes, yeah, favorite album. I um, listened to that when I was traveling, and you know, it's like a song for yeah, yeah. Uh, or an Million album for like miles away. literally that exactly. <laughs> and um, hey, you're singing like, the next. Uh, damn it! <laughs> damn it! You've just ruined it. <laughs> and um, so we used to listen to this album, but this particular song, Walk came on and she was like shut up no no talking and she just like she'd be you know air drumming in the car yes. and i had already had a particular sort of affection for that song when i was traveling i did a month round uh, new zealand in a camper van with simo the bass player from the warm and again another guy that i never would have met had it not been yeah for music so we travel around and i think it's the first time in years that i just put an album on like i used to do when a kid when yeah. i was a kid and just played it and played it and played it and played it. it you know you know the gaps between how the many, last how note many of those do you reckon you've got in your life it's you know, probably under 10 each person yeah that's it. and yeah. so much of it and I think go back to the uni thing just diverging is when I went to uni I felt so much pressure to be everything to everyone mm. you know they'd be the guys that were like serious jazzers oh, yeah. and they're like hey man have you heard like the new or not the new Miles Davis yeah, record but you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. wow oh, yeah. time travel <laughs> impressive but you know and then there's you know the, the real guys that are into the real authentic punk and yeah. I think I must have listened to so many albums once yeah. came out of uni not knowing any because yeah. I just spread myself too thin and that was the first time I think where I just like yeah. just put that album on again and again anyway so I, I'd fallen in love with the song my sister did as well and then in the car journeys back so, so to college walk, walk is the walk, song yeah, in walk. case you couldn't tell from my impersonation indeed yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah last uh, last song on the album and yeah we we drive back and like I say she kind of silence all conversation and uh <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to see them on, on well, not the anniversary of her death, but I guess, you know, the last the night last of her life. life. And uh, I just thought, wouldn't it be cool if Dave could dedicate that song to her? Oh. Oh. So, cool, cool isn't the word, would it? Come um, on, that's got to happen. Earth shattering. So, yeah, so <laughs> I've done some, you know, done a little YouTube video. We've got a Facebook page, which would where facebook.com forward slash walk. Which we're going to link. Rebecca, yeah. So the hell out of. The number four. Yeah, so it's walk, then the number four, Rebecca, yeah. R-E-B-E-C-C-A. We'll yeah, we'll do that. It's easier. Just take it up. Um, Perfect. That's so, yeah, we're getting you know getting some traction with yeah. it, getting some shares and everything. So Got, got any stories on the traction? or No, not really. No, just, no. you know, we're getting some shares. And, okay, um, that's good. You, know, you just don't know ideas. Just but, you don't know these no, odd, odd connections. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you, just need, you just need to know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Exactly, the six degrees well, six of uh, six Kevin Bacon. Bacon, isn't it? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that would be amazing, you know. Oh, but, you know either way, it'd be, it'd be a great gig. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I guess that's kind of, you know, a way of getting her name yeah, even out if, loud. Even if he doesn't call it out loud, there's many more people who have seen your... Facebook post. Well, absolutely, yeah. That's a name. That, that maybe weren't aware before. Absolutely, yeah. And I think you know it'll be a quite, probably quite a highly charged moment for me. Yeah, I can you know, imagine. During the gig, I can imagine. And, um, Isn't the Foo Fighters have well, possibly Dave Grohl by himself? I'm not sure. I saw them last year. I was in Melbourne, and he's amazing. He walks out on stage, and it's like every person in the audience 
He's just waving to them. Like, oh, Dave! Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone's mate. He's just he got, does, yeah. He's just got this. He's got something. I don't know what it is. He's amazing. Absolutely. But yeah. That would be phenomenal. That. Oh, that'd be incredible. That'd be great. Um, let's let's make it happen. Yes. Share, share, People, share, share, share. That's it. Come on. So uh, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. So that is going on right now. I'm still blown away. I didn't expect to say yeah, any sorry, of that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I didn't expect you to say any of that. But that's dark term right, for the worst. No, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, do, you think, do you think those events have led you to where you are now? I think they've all... made me... Obviously, obviously give me a kick you. up the arse. I think they, they oh, made that's... me... I mean, you know, I was already on the, the drumming journey. And, you know, I've, I've told some people this. They've been like, no, but don't just... Don't live your life for her. And it's like, no, I was already on this path, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I just... It's made me realise how grateful I am. You know, when I'm you know, playing gigs or whatever and, you know, it's just like, if I can take that moment and think this is this is because of her and, you know, yeah. when I'm lugging loads of heavy yeah. shit out the door yeah. in the pouring rain, exactly. I'm like, oh, I could have been earning 40 <laughs> grand a year at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can have an Audi TT, yes, all exactly. the Big Macs I wanted. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I'm, no, great people do cool stuff, um, you know, and so much of, what my life is and the people I know and the stuff I've done is is all because of Perfect. that initial yeah. sort of spark so that's no, you know absolutely. what I sort of I guess that's my mission in a way is to keep her alive through yeah. being the best I can be uh, and, yeah as you should um, as you should yeah so family there's nothing more in my it's taken me a long time to learn it but there's nothing more important yeah family, absolutely you know what I mean so I came back from Melbourne for family and for love and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's um it's important it's important absolutely. stuff absolutely yeah what um, what I want to do also, mm-hmm. I just, I want to hear more of the warm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can we find another song? On? Just a brief one. Just we can one. do. I mean, that's all I have prepared. <laughs> right now, but... If only we could stop our conversation, freeze time, I know. get some songs off this twenty-four hour infinite resource. Wait, what is that? Dream on. <laughs> what is that resource? But what, if, if this resource did exist, what song would we? Would oh man! Playing? Give me some like big drumming. Give me some of your favourite drumming. Some good drumming. <laughs> Give me some of your personal favourite drumming of yourself. Right, that's from, what I like to. Oh man, oh, I'll have to think about that. What did I like? Amazing. That had some decent drumming in it. Okay. Well, <laughs> by my standards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so humble. Um, like yeah, that, that was. Um, yeah, I think that was on uh, the Sudep sessions as well. We did amazing. That was another okay. one. That we didn't do so much. The band wasn't so much of a fan of it, but that was one that my sister actually really loved. So when we did the gigs, it's like, yes. yeah, we've got to, yeah. you know, this is a gig for her. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, maybe amazing. Yeah. All right, stick All right. some of that on. All right, ready? Yeah. Here it comes.
we found it. <laughs> Turns out there's this thing called the bloody internet. Yes. They have got sodden everything. <laughs> oh, which is actually quite scary. Because <laughs> I did some things in the 80s that, oh, no, I don't, I don't want them found. Anyway, moving on. I enjoyed that. Gonna, no, it's good. It's good. Thanks. I'm gonna, I know we touched on it briefly before we started this. You're not a drumming geek as in... You haven't got 100,000 snare drums. No, not so you, much. You like, I like, you like what you like. I but like yeah, I like, I'm a Tama man when Tama, it comes to kits. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I always think with, with all of that stuff, with all the good stuff, you buy anything, DW, Tama, whatever. Is it's, it much it's all be- No, it's, it's beautifully made, but yeah. I think it's that thing is like, what, you know, when you look at it, what fires you up. You know it's going to sound good. You know, you know it's going to be beautifully crafted. I guess yeah. it's like people that can afford fancy cars. Is you know, yeah. Lamborghini or Ferrari is going to get you where you want to go, but which one, when you sit behind the wheel, makes you think, oh, you know, I don't care whether uh, this is the best, but this this makes me want to drive yeah, my yeah, yeah, fastest, yeah. you know. Oh. And you know, when I look at the Tama kit, that's like that that yeah. wants me to be my best player, that's I it. guess. That's so um, other drum kits are available. Other drum kits are available. <laughs> yes. But what about stuff like um, I don't know. I play with drummers who like. Massive ported snares, you know. I don't even know What's what that means. What's a ported snare? Well, like invented, like they got portholes in the snare, it's, which so isn't it spawn or something? But then you turn things around, like open vents. No, 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 in the sides. Oh. Not the, <laughs> they're like holes in their snare drum skin, and no, you know what I mean. But, and then like massive bass drums and. What's the difference? Well, you know, yeah, is, is, I mean, I've never really. It's not been a kind of an avenue I've got no. really super kind of, you know, gone yeah. down. The rabbit hole with no, so I, I'd, I'd be in no real place to say I just you know I mean I play straightforward music so I like straightforward gear yeah um, and uh, it may be you know an effect symbol here and there and getting a lot more into tuning now it's you know trying to get different sounds out of the drum the toms, tuning's yeah, yeah. always been a bit of a dark art I think it is for many drummers um, but I've sort of studied with a few good guys and learnt a lot more about that and just you know I think drum tuning like anything needs to be practiced yeah you know as a guitarist you're tuning your strings every time but drummers often i know i'd be like my snare drum sounds good i'm never, never playing it again <laughs> <laughs> you know and actually what you need to do is get it sounding good and then detune the thing and tune it again oh, you know right, right. As, and i've you know in finally at 38 years old yeah. decided like <laughs> you know maybe i should do a it's, bit more of this it's important it i is, was remember yeah. watching a uh, chad smith DVD where he tuned his drums like the races do. He tuned his toms like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's all I ever remember. I think there was a minor tune, third thing. I think Vinnie Colliuti used to used to tune his toms in, in well, minor on, thirds. Well, on Undertale tool, he tuned his every tom to the key of the song he was playing. Oh, Danny Terry. Is that right? Honestly, yeah. I just. Have yeah, you Sylvia Massey was oh, it. Have, have, you, have you seen the new? Just side step, step in. Um, guitarist just released a video of the two kits he's using on the new album. They're facing each other in the studio. Have you seen this on YouTube? Tool. Tool. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Is there a video? There's a little video. Oh, I've seen a photo. No, I've seen a video. No actual playing, yeah. but there's a video of um, you know, Danny checking his drum kits and they're oh, facing wow. each other and it just looks mental. Amazing. It would do my Sweden having to set oh, that just shit up. Setting it. Yeah, there was, oh, a, there was a Mike Portnoy looks... quote. I think it was Mike Portnoy. And he said, if you look at my drum kit, it's going to tell you two things. One... I don't set my gear up. Two, <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. Halfway point. Halfway point. And the crunch is full selector. Halfway point. 
the halfway point. It's the point this that is halfway. Andy Putney. Andy Putney. Must have been about a quarter past Halfway point. It's the point that's halfway. Andy Putney. You mentioned a few drummers' names. Yes. But you mentioned one before we started talking. We're going to make you talk about Greb. Greb. Ah, oh, Benny Greb, yes. Tell me... What, did you have a story about him? That you were yeah, so no, about, I've, I've done um, a few of his drum camps. He's amazing. He's yeah, and he's. I think at. Is well, he, can, is he, stop, oh, stop you? Can I stop you? Stop me. Do do the story of when you introduced yourself. To. to oh, Greb. okay. <laughs> I love well, this. But actually, the very first time I met Benny Greb was at a gig with you, Aiden. I believe we went to see. That's when I lied and said I was a drummer because I was blue touch to be paper. There. That's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> we we. I think he sniffed you out. Yeah, yes, probably. He probably saw the yeah. flies buzzing around your head, and <laughs> drooling, the, and such things, the nodding <laughs> like bass players do. <laughs> um, yeah. So well, yeah, first time I met him was 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 with you, and I remember actually we walked into the pub before, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, he was on the table next to us. Yeah, and we were too um, scared to do yeah, exactly. We're kind of looking over like fanboys and. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so I met him then, but then he he does these, he calls them master sessions. So it's about 25 drummers and him. And it's two full days and, um, you know, two half days at either end of it. And he's just so present. You know, he's not like, right, it's five o'clock, bye, see you tomorrow. You know, it'll get to 10 o'clock at night and he's like, <laughs> right, we could, you know, we, I suppose we could go and get a drink or are you guys interested in what I've been listening to lately? Or, you know, he's just, <laughs> just completely, yeah, you know, in his break time. Gives himself. Benny, Benny, could you? And he's just, you know, he's, he's 100%. He says uh, at the start, good. he's like, you're not here for me. I am here for you. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, I guess like a bit of a drumming Yoda. Um, very, you know, not just a great drummer, but an amazing educator, speaker, communicator, and you know he's doing all of this in English, which is his second language. Yeah, amazing. Um, just yeah, the guy's just just a genius. And um, yeah, so I've done three or four, three. Yeah, I've done three camps so far. I'm doing my fourth one in July. Awesome. And um, yeah, first one I did was in Venice, and I did actually um, we headed into the city afterwards with um, Benny and the guy that owned the studio where the camp was. And it was quite cool because three days earlier I was kind of like, I'm not worthy. <laughs> and the next thing we're in, um, what's the square in Venice? St. Mark's, is it? Or St. Oh, St. Peter's? No. It's the bit, it's a big, anyway, the, the square. Big, big square. The square what? bit in And, um, you know, I remember just kind of like <laughs> hanging out with him and talking about Ghostbusters and... Yeah, proper shit. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, you, you just, very quickly you can kind yeah, of yeah, feel like... That's nice. Oh, know, he's nice. just a guy. You're he's just a guy. As a drummer. Drummer. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> for, just, for the non-drummers out there... I, I don't know. You might know him differently to me. I, I found him through a friend in Brisbane, Sweeten Barak. Hey, mate. Um, he, we were having a, a groove off. I was playing him stuff I thought was groovy, and yeah. he was smashing me every time. <laughs> he just put on Benny every time. He's just like, nah, this is groove. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, you're right. And then I find <laughs> something I thought was groovier again, like slide, Family Stone stuff. But then Greb was just nailing it. So that's what he's, he just is that what he's known for? He's awesome yeah, I mean he's groove. he's really known for like his groove and his he's got great sound yeah. as well. You know he really cares about how his kit sounds and you know he's he's um, 
he's definitely got a style. Yeah. He was interviewed once and someone said, you know, do you do all that sort of quirky stuff to, to, to be quirky? He's like, well, just, just do it to be me. You know, he just, am, yeah. it's just part of, um, but yeah, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good. At the minute they're releasing some clips from a, a year ago, he was at the Royal College of Music doing the music of Buddy Rich with the, the student big band there bloody hell I saw and, you um, put it on Facebook today yes it? I did indeed yeah oh, incredible yeah and just yeah. like I say just such a you know I've done education days with other top drummers and you know you go near them during lunch break and you just get a filthy look and yeah. you know you can tell that they're there because this this will make me a few quid because yeah. I'm good uh, you know and they're kind of reluctant educators where he's very much you know yeah. I don't think he does private teaching but he does these camps where he's yeah. like I can reach a lot of people that'd be awesome um, and uh, and your fourth one's coming up you said. yes yeah. yeah in July So uh, and he's got that Dave Grohl friend hey mate factor <laughs> you never know, <laughs> I don't know. He, oh, not, maybe uh, different circles oh, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> but you never know you never know um, so yeah so anyway yeah. funny story you all sat around you were all sat around in a circle oh right yeah so <laughs> Sorry, did I did I digress? Like yeah, you did. Well, it's like this this whole conversation is all about me, isn't it? <laughs> talk about you know. Sorry. Um, so uh, on the second drum camp, um, well, on all of the drum camps, you sit around and start, and he says, you know, who are you? Where you're from? And why are you here? Yeah. And um, and I expect on the first camp, I said, you know, the sort of standard answer, which is like, I'm here to learn from one of my drumming heroes and. Blah 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 blah, and and, uh, and on the second time I went, I was probably about halfway around the circle, and um, you know the guy before me said, "I'm here for you know for whatever reason that brought him to you know to learn from the best," as, as we often tend to say, and uh, I said, "Hi, I'm Boyd from Southampton, and uh, yeah, I'm here because the Thomas Lang drum camp sold out." And, uh, <laughs> And most, a lot of the people in the crowd were just like, just <gasps> <laughs> actually like they thought. Yes, yeah. and then a couple of people kind of knew, you know, obviously knew I was being sarcastic, and, and it was like, ah, oh, fuck you, boy. <laughs> so now it's a bit of a thing that it's like, yeah, oh, I thought Thomas Lang was going to be here tonight, Benny. It's like, yeah, very funny, <laughs> saying shitty jokes. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's always always a good time. No, that sounds good. That sounds really good. <laughs> so let's move on to another big part of your life. Um, which is, which Yes. Oh, shit, we are coming to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. No, no, going, what were you going to say? We've been going for like nearly an hour. Um, life, life coaching. Life coaching. Life coaching is something I'm really interested to hear you talk about. Um, especially what, what got you into it. and Was there anything that sparked your interest in it yeah so that would actually tie back to my other I guess you know sort of drumming icon mentor Dom Familaro so Dom's he's known as drumming's global ambassador you know he travels the world like 60 countries a year you know he's just got the most insane touring schedule and um, I met him actually this does tie in with Star Wars in 2005 when me and my mate Dave same one went to New York to watch Star Wars episode 3 because we thought it was going to be the last one. Yes, well, Disney got their hands on it. Yeah, Disney. And um, yes. thank, thank God. Looking forward to the Han Solo thing. <laughs> I, do you know? Yeah. yeah, we got our tickets yesterday for yeah, the night show. Man, man. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, you? Yeah, uh, not yet. I will, but I will be. You looking forward to it though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just got to go in and just know it's not Harrison Ford doing it. That's so right. I think I people are just like, yeah, you know, the guy's got no chance yeah. if everyone goes in expecting. Yeah. I'm just, that. I'm just excited. 
to see the Millennium um, Falcon when Lando owned it. Yeah, it looks plush. I know, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Anyway, How do we get on the bloody Star Wars? Sorry, sorry. But that's, that was actually relevant. So, so we went... Sorry. Anyway, so I got a lesson with Dom. And I, I didn't really know who he was. I just searched for, like, New York drum lessons. And, and he came up and I saw that he was a big deal. And, yeah, so I, I caught the train out of the city, did a few hours with him. And it was all... Just, just technique. Well, two hours on a pad, and I don't know. If that's one on one. You just booked that. Yeah, one just on booked one two hours with him, and, yeah, man, that's and cool. I, you say, Carl, you've never really sort of. I've never studied. Really, I'm, or, no, I've never studied. I've just I'm full on punk rock ethic. I just yeah. smash it. And I've got. I, I don't. I've fairly good ear. I can repeat something if I can hear it, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I'm not learned learned like that. Yeah, which frustrates me sometimes. It must frustrate the shit out of you in Caroline's. <laughs> when you're playing and then I'm going fuck I don't know, I know he's playing but anyway moving on yeah but then it means it means you don't play the, the things that I don't usually play the, the standard yeah, yeah. stuff which is the good theory which is, what stuff, would the book is, tell me to do yeah I wouldn't I'd probably never do that because I've never read yeah. the book sadly but no that exactly which, 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 I, which I, I is a good mind, thing yeah. I think it's you know the thing is that that's the thing at the end of the day if it works well you know. yeah but also sometimes I think learned this is good as well. Oh, no, it's absolutely. Good to learn, yeah, I think to get it, to yeah. maybe to know it, to when you need it, and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think I there's. Think, I think like, as with most things in life, there will always be you know examples of people that haven't been schooled yeah. that are horrible yeah. players, and there will be people that haven't been schooled and are world class, living the dream, and vice versa. Exactly. What we so, um, about from. Um, but Dom's very. You know, he's a real educator. He's, you know, he hasn't got any big, like you know, he hasn't toured with Toto or anything, but he's. He Ed does emceeing at a lot of these events, yeah. and and the, yeah, the point of saying about education, I don't know if you found it, but every time I've gone up to like a teacher that's the next level up, the first thing they've done is take me right back to the start again. Oh. So with Dom, he's like, right, hit the drum pad and have the stick start, and then they're pointing up. So I'm like, all right, no, I can check do this. Out Ten uh -huh. years of uh, <laughs> practice is going to show you what hitting a drum pad is now, <laughs> and you know, and I, I hit the pad as best I knew, and he's like, no, 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 and he showed me this idea yeah. of like, you know, you throw the drumstick down and it bounces back like a basketball, you know, yeah. the whole rebound thing, and and since then, over the I guess ten years, I've done about sixty hours with Dom, and I'll go to his studio in New York, and we'll do like eight hour days, awesome. just one to one, and then. He'll take me out for pizza. And, no, it's just, you know, he's such an energising, yeah. you know, he is like a larger than life, Man. inspiring, motivating, and he takes you out for dinner and the, you know, the young waitress will come over and say, this is Bidey from the UK, he's <laughs> going to be freaking huge, you've got to get with him and get him his green card. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just a joy You're to be wild. around. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, he actually has a book out called The Cycle of Self-Empowerment, which is, you know, I guess his, what his life has taught him. Yeah. And he's, as I think, you know, with a lot of these kind of life coaching books, it's almost like they take just, you know, they look at successful people and boil down things and almost like put it into a package so you can market it and sell it as a book or a course, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like we noticed that Bill Gates and Usain Bolt and... Benny Grab, they all seem to have parameters. these habits and yeah, right. things. But he recommended I do this um, Tony Robbins thing. So that's the, it's like, you know, you do big seminars, you've got 5,000 people and they're playing like, you know, there's no limits and all that kind of uplifting music. And you're like 84,000 yeah, yeah. high fives in three days. <laughs> we walked on hot coals, you know, turning yeah. fear into power and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it's very full on. But the content was really good. 
Yeah, regardless of the delivery. And I think a lot of that overhyped delivery is so that you're like prime for learning. Yeah. You know, you're not sat there with a clipboard. It's almost an American sort of way. Yeah, very well, much. Isn't it? Very, very much. Is he American as Tony Robbins? Yeah, Tony Robbins is, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, um, but it kind of got me interested in the content. Yeah. So I started reading and started um, learning more about personal development. And then I did a weekend course. Uh, it was like a freebie from this place called the Coaching Academy. And they basically sell life coaching diplomas. Okay. And, you know, like with a lot of things these days, you know, enter your email for my free top tips. And, yeah. You know, and then if you like what you get for free, there's an upsell. And, um, yeah, they upsell the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but you're yeah. But you're making this sound like, like a con. It's not a... No, not at all. No, no. No, actually, it's, you know, it is a very... It's kind of how a lot of business is done today is that, mm. you know, if you're selling a service, whether it's education or, you know, you'll, you give people a bit like, this is, this is what I do. Here's, oh, it's, here's it's, some free stuff. It's no different from what we do as sign writers. Well, I don't do the quoting on my work, but obviously we can do a sign, which is this, you know, small and okay. Or we can do this slightly better sign, you know, which has got yeah. offset letters and little and all this. And this you upsell in every yeah, walk of life. I yeah. think it is. In, in, that's just exactly it. And it's like, you know, here's here's a free song. Yeah. If you like this, buy the album. Exactly. You know, Simple it is, as that. It's, it's, it's the same it's, thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I always make a bit of a joke about it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I studied um, diploma in personal performance life coaching, NLP, and small business life coaching. And... Uh, yeah, and I've still got a couple of other diplomas that I've got, but I was finding myself falling into that trap of, oh no, no, I don't, no, I won't, I won't start putting myself out there yet. I just, I just do one more diploma. Yeah, okay. You know, and, it, and I think yeah. it's almost like a noble form of procrastination. It's like same, same with the internet, isn't it? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, I am going to start really studying that thing, but let me just watch these YouTube clips on like some other cool stuff I'm yeah, interested yeah, yeah. in. It's like. Just stop consuming. Oh, I don't know. I, and start. What you've just said is kind of. I like that. It's, it's kind of a good, a nice humility, because you know what I mean. Because I don't know. For me, if someone came up to me and said, oh, "I'm a life coach," I didn't. I'd instantly be a bit like, "Whoa!" You know what gives him? I the, think uh, what gives him the right to say <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, you know, yeah, how much absolutely. life has he lived and all that? But from what you just said, that's quite nice. You know, learn. You wanted to learn more. You want to learn more before yeah. you actually started saying uh, yeah I think it just I gets am. to that point where you can you can keep on keeping on learning yeah, and yeah. it's like at some point you've got to stop so, consuming yeah. and start, start helping you people. know and it's not like you know if, if you're being coached by Tony Robbins it's a million dollars a year for a monthly session you know yeah. so I'm not going to be charging that you know there's <laughs> wow. there are all various wow. rates of wow um, but yeah I was I just I knew that it wasn't you know, I, I, I still constantly learn, but it was almost getting to the point where it's like, no, you don't need another diploma. You're just too scared to go out, get on the phone with a client and probably screw it up, but it's but your first time. You have to. You exactly. That's, that's what I mean. And it was a fear thing. That is the only way you That there was stopping me and it was like, oh no, I'll just do some more learning first. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, just put your big boy pants on. Yeah. That was what something Dom said. It's like, man, you just got to put your big boy pants on. <laughs> get your shit out there. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I've kind of... Which uh, is essentially what you teach people, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, at the end of the day. But That's in, it. In, when you come down to the bottom of the pyramid, upside down pyramid, isn't it, isn't it that? I don't know. There's, I mean, there's... I know there's more to it than that, obviously. Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm just I'm generalising a bit. Coaching but, is... True coaching, which is what I was taught at the, yeah. the academy, there's no direction. 
Yeah. So there's no, there's no, you know, there's nothing directive. No, it's cool. So it's it's all about questioning, and quite often people will, you know, will be like, oh no, I can't do that because because no, I just can't do it. And you never actually go, well, why can't you do it? And what yeah. happens if that happens? And then you know, we don't actually really clear our thoughts out. We just have beliefs that probably limit us. Yeah. You know, and everyone, you know, that wants something in life, I believe there's been someone that has come from much tougher circumstances that has created more than they've ever wanted. Yeah. But no, I'm too busy, I got this, I got this. It's like, yeah, you you've got going on what you've got going on, but where where are the blind spots here? What are the things you're not seeing that actually maybe you have got half an hour a night that you could use? Or yeah, maybe like you that. are holding yourself back because that thing that happened then isn't as big a deal as you thought. Yeah. So by questioning people, you're you're challenging them on what they believe about themselves, what they believe they're capable of. Yeah. And really the idea of it is to draw out the best out of them. Yeah. So a true coach isn't to say, right, you need to do this, this and this. That's I guess more of a mentor where you're being directive because you've yeah. been there and done it. You know, true coaching is getting the best out of what you've already got. And quite often it's like, well, you need to go and learn from the best. So if I was being life coached by someone, you know, it might be like, well, you need to go and see Benny Greb to learn how to tune your drums. Yeah. You know, how do you get to what you want to become and where you want to be as fast as possible? Yeah. That's a coach's job. And if along that you realise, you know what, I need to go and I need to go and learn my trade to the next level yeah. or something. You've actually just fucked me up because I had a million questions. You just answered them all. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, so, you going to ask? No, well, yeah, no, just pretty much all that sort of stuff. I was just going to give you some sort of um, scenarios about myself. Yeah. About my... You can get a free session. Well, it's kind of. But and because, not... because it's on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Do we need, no, do we no, need like no, a theme but, into this? But no, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. on the sofa with Boyd. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's massively interesting because I find myself at a point in life where I have huge enthusiasm for music still, but I'm, I struggle to actually produce a struggle to actually get out there and do it and all that sort of stuff. And basically what you just said is right. I, I, all I've, you know, I, I can immediately think about people who probably work harder and longer hours than me and are probably more tired than me, but they're still out there making music. So yeah. that's kind of answers that question. Thanks yeah, very much. Yeah. No. Um, you know, it's like... Um, 500 so, pounds, please. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, things like that. That's, that's, and, and, yeah, so it's, it's, it's tough, you know what I mean? Tiredness is a big factor when you work hard. Yeah, you know, for, but don't work hard. Don't work hard. Is, 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 is that similar? No, you know, but no, I know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, course, yeah. You know, it's loads, it's loads play, of right? you got to do. I know. Don't work hard. <laughs> but yeah, but in, in essence, that's bloody right. If you've got a job that's knackering you out and you're tired and you've, you're sick and tired of it, fucking work in other regions to change that job. To that's all it that's is. That's it. And that I think the thing is, people will what look at saying. the big picture, you know, and uh, the big picture of why not. Yeah, and it's like okay, well maybe it's not possible now, but how can we start chipping away? At it? You know, is that, it, it's, chip a, away it's a bit of a cliche, but you hear it like in our training a lot. You know, how do you eat an elephant, one bite at a time? Yeah. You know, and people will just see the the overwhelmingness of oh I can't do it because oh, this, this 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 and this. Yeah, it's like well, yeah. how can we get one percent better today? Yeah. We're not you know, you don't jump from the bottom of a ladder to the top, do you? No, exactly. You know, and again that's they're it, all they're all it. cliches, but it is just being strategic. And noticing, you know, if, if you're saying I can't, or I should even, should you, or can't you? It's, and now often that's Question. one of the biggest things, you mentioned it earlier actually about accountability. 
is you know quite often one of the biggest benefits people get or they say is one of the biggest benefits of having a coach is that they're like okay and when are you going to do this i'm going to do it on tuesday at seven yeah what could get in your way well this could so what are you going to do to get around it yeah you know and these people are investing in they're investing their money yeah in someone that's basically calling them out on their bullshit yeah they're saying no i can't do it yeah because because of this yeah but then what happens well exactly. then that and then what happens then I'll probably be okay at the end of it. Yeah. Okay, right. So, so you can do it. We haven't got laws of physics against us yeah, here. Exactly. Um, now, that's essentially what I wanted to hear, basically. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> right, end of podcast. Thanks very much. Cheers. <laughs> <for you. laughs> no, that's awesome. This was a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was really I could have good. told you that on the phone and saved no, myself a trip no, to No, it's been good. But it's good. But I, I'm, I was thinking also... Not to mention it again, you know, but um, like your sister and your mum, obviously, did that lead you towards this? No, I'd already started. You'd already started I'd on this started path the diploma already. before, but yeah. you know, so it came you because of my drumming yeah, yeah, teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and that yeah. that stems back to, yeah, exactly. to my sister's interest nice. in drums. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think a lot of what I've learned is, you know, I want to apply it to myself, and I want to be the best I can be. Yeah. You know, and I'm far from that. But it's, it's, it's that journey, isn't it? And, it's a journey. Um, it's to every, everyone's parameter of success is something completely different to everyone else's. hundred percent. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and so. I think that's important is to realise, you know, what your own definition of success is. That's Quite a, often that's people will carry someone else's definition, like their parents or something, and yeah. realise that, oh, hang on a minute. This is not I, what I want to do. And, yeah. you know, we all spend ages planning holidays or trips, but how often do we actually sit down and take stock of our lives and really think about what we want and... You know, and actually planning out a route to get there. I see that. So it's um, yeah. I think one thing that that uh, not long after I'd signed up to the uh, life coach diploma was Peep Show. One of the oh, guys yeah. in that yeah, decided yeah. to become a life coach. So I was like, oh, I'm ruined before. <laughs> I, I, I just handed over my credit card. Out, <laughs> just bring out all the stereotypes. Oh, it is funny. Yeah, I know. Oh. I was just like, oh, there's there's a load of money down the toilet. <laughs> A show I love has soiled my future. Soiled, I see, yeah. <laughs> oh, this but is good. still surviving, still surviving. <laughs> no, it's good. And obviously, um, go on. Sorry, no, no, no. I was going to take us off another direction. Got yeah, go on. No, carry on. No, no. I'm just... Well, I was going to say, let's listen to some more music. Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, how, I'm, how I met you originally is as a drummer, so it's always nice to hear you do your excellent drumming. Um, and in the guise of Deluga Kempsky, is there a favourite song? There is a favourite song, and the song's called Heaven to Believe In, and it's got no connection with all the, the, the sad stuff. It was, it was just, just a song I, I really liked. And um, Do you think you do? Is this, is this a good example of your excellent drumming? Um, I don't even know if I drummed on this, to be honest. I've lost track of which songs uh, I drummed on and which ones um, Roland drums on. No, you did drum on this. I did drum on this. You did drum on this. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's always funny because I played I played bass in this at the same time as I learned the song. I hadn't heard it before. So you were literally what recording it? I'm recording it, and Andy Wilde is calling out the notes as I play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a testament to what a true pro you are, Aiden. You make it sound like you've been playing for years. My, um, te- my temptation to I say E sharp would have been way too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, finished. I was like, is that all right? Yeah, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll sort it in the edit. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all about the edit. So, this, so here we Thanks, are. This, this is an example of, of uh, professionalism, I guess. I that my heart is dark, but how could this be if you were the spark? I keep on thinking inside. 
one again. That's more epic. Epic. Is that Great the word? Song. That's a good song. It's a good song. <laughs> it's my I I've seen I've seen you guys play. Oh my god, numerous times. On purpose or? In, no, I was going to say, to, to be brutally honest, not I didn't ever came to watch you guys. Yeah. But I was at gigs where you were playing, and I was playing with I think we Caroline's must have done a Delugo thing, and I can't remember. I'm sure, we did. Yeah. So many years and years ago for me now, and, and um, but yeah, I always enjoyed. I always enjoyed. I always thought, fuck, that dude's got like a quality musicians on stage. You know what I mean? It was always good players in the, in your band. It's, yeah. it's morphed quite a lot, isn't it? Or is it? Well, you, you and me are pretty long-standing. Pretty long-standing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a few changes, hasn't there? Stuber and Gatana. Yep, Stu, Tim, Andy's... Oh, Andy, the keyboard player, piano player's down in the West Country, but still very much... Part of the band. That's part good. Of fraternity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just... But while we, but while we were listening to that, you were saying there was like a an award-winning from another country sort of video <laughs> what story yeah so one? when I was tell us that in, story um, so Ben put on the Christmas Delugo Kensky Christmas extravaganza that's every yeah. year we got to that number 34 or something, something like that yeah it's almost, it's almost like almost overtaking the now compilation yes you know? that's what I called Delugo Christmas 37 <laughs> and um, when I went travelling for the year to uh, was in Australia down in Melbourne um, Rob, your brother, yeah, stood in for me, yeah. didn't he? So yeah. yeah, so Rob was standing in for me uh, doing drums with Deluga Kensky. But I did a little video clip of, uh, <laughs> hey guys, I'm here in Melbourne and me and Ben had figured yeah, out yeah, a script yeah, yeah. via email and I believe the sound guy didn't turn me up at first. <laughs> so I'd be like, and how's this going, Ben? Oh, oh, that's really funny. And, and he's kind of looked at, like completely out of sync and, uh, and the whole, whole thing. Very funny. I think people didn't even know well, what was so going on today. It was projected onto screen. So projected on the so screen. Like, I yeah, videoed it. And then, you know, the yeah, idea yeah. was is that like he filled in the gaps. Link. Yeah, yeah, like a satellite that link. That's cool. It was that's a cool. cheap trick that it didn't yeah, that's, pay off. That's good but shit. I did that's play funny. the drums to that song. And then Ben... played over the top of it. So they played that through, you know, through the PA. Very cool. Um, but yeah, it's always always been my favourite since I, since I first heard it. And uh, why is that? I mean, I really I like don't the song know. As well. I just I think I enjoyed the drumming part. You know the yeah, just I don't know. it's music, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I just like it. Oh, like, <laughs> you can't help what you like. You just like it. Do you know what music I really like? What Craig David? Craig, <laughs> wow, Southampton's finest. <laughs> eh? Well, that's, one of them. That's one of your best so, segues. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you know, funny you mention him, I was reading about him the other day, before he was a pop star... <laughs> you mention him. He was, in, he was in the National Archery Team. With who, well, I he, wonder? He was the bow selector. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it, kids. <laughs> oh, not, I wish um, you could see Carl's face uh, right now. I thought, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say, when I was eight, I was in an archery club with <laughs> Craig no. Dave. Craig Dave. Craig Dave. David. No. <laughs> My criteria oh. for telling a joke <laughs> is that like, I'll say, say the, the setup and people will be like, oh, really? And then I'll say the punchline and I'll go, you're such a dick. <laughs> Damn it. Be off the with the idea of just giving you a 20 minute. Comedy slot. Yeah, no, let's do that. Boys, boys, stand up. That's the next podcast. (laughs) 
Oh, damn you get double action with me. Indeed, yeah. You should just, I should just follow you around and just say stuff about <laughs> Craig David. You just, you, um, you, you're just the plant. You just set me That up. was a perfect plant. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about <laughs> crowbar. Damn, you're wonderful, boy. Have you heard from Mastermind recently? No, I haven't, no. No, Aiden, uh, well... Go on, well, story boy, bloody loves fleet services up on the M3. Oh, bloody man. loves fleet services. Do you know what? Services. That is, as a band, we all stop there. Yeah. Well, any t- any, even if you're playing like Manchester, somehow you weed your way yeah, down. Yeah, but you, don't, you guys probably don't like it sexually, do we? Well, do you? No, Boyd well, does. I'd say that's a bit, 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 <laughs> bit, 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 bit strong. There's another, there's, an, there's another story. Yeah, no. Come on. I don't know why. Why? No, I don't. I, I think. What is it? Maybe it's not it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just it almost you know. If you stop at Fleet, you're going somewhere. Yeah. Do you mean otherwise you just you're, you're local? But if you yeah. need to stop at Fleet, yeah. You know you're on a trip. So there's nothing to do and with just, the the way the the shops of. I mean, I do like I like the Scandinavian the sort of setup that came about when it opened in 1973. <laughs> did you know, Did you know this? I was no, pretty pretty uh, oh my God. pretty devastated <laughs> oh when it. My um, God. Yeah, when it caught fire on What's the... What's uh, the bridge? Oh, well, the Scott Mills bridge. Scott no, Mills bridge. it's not. <laughs> it is, yeah. I didn't know but that. I think, is it open yet? Because it, it there was a big fire on the... Um, was it the 14th of December, 2016? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Boyd, we haven't spoken about this, but Boyd and I are also in Paramore or Less together. Yes. I was Boyd's ask great with names, so Paramore or Less was Boyd's. We were it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Boyd's yes. Coaching is called... Stick with it. Stick Brilliant, with it. isn't it? Uh, let's check the website earlier. Coaching, check it. coaching and drumming. Stick with it. Stick with it. Awesome. Um, um, what's the website? Uh, stick with it. Um, hang on. I've got a few. You get so we'll, many now. So easy to knock up a website. We'll link that. So, yeah, I've got stickwithit.co.uk. And for musicians, it's nextlevelmuso.com. See all good names. Good names. Good names. But we spend we spend a lot of time in the back of a van. We do traveling to like I don't know Scotland or wherever we go to. Um, and we um, it's normally just me and Boy just sat in the back just chatting shit to each other. Basically, isn't <laughs> it? Pretty much. We spent a lot of time talking about fleet services. <laughs> we could be nowhere near it. We could be the other side of the country. We could be probably I don't know in another country. We still be talking yeah, about still, fleet services. Do you know when I first went to Australia? <laughs> the first night I spent in Australia in Melbourne. Yeah. I was watching TV with my friends. And they watched this TV show called the... Uh, it's basically where they like start off in America and they travel around the world f- like chasing clues. Oh, yeah. Like and a, um, yeah. They, they, then they had to get to Stonehenge. They didn't know it at this point. But they flew into London and then the next scene cuts to a place where they're figuring shit out. Fleet. Fleet fucking services. services. Yeah. <laughs> I'd only been there like, you know, hours before on my way to the airport. It's just... I don't know. I've just, I've just got to... Bit of a thing about it. So I, just, I like going, going there. to see Perfect Circle up in London. We'll yeah, we'll probably stop at Fleet. We'll stop at Fleet. Stop. Whenever I stop at Fleet, I send Boyd a photo. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, love it. So I've, I've entered. Um, you can enter for Mastermind online. Yeah, I've entered Boyd in with with this special <laughs> subject of Fleet <laughs> Services. We haven't heard back. No, we haven't. It's funny about that. <laughs> I just can't wait to be asked on live TV. And what year did Fleet win Lou of the Year? (laughs) Come on, 1992, obviously. (laughs) That's very similar to... um, Do you remember Robot Wars? Yeah. With um, Craig... Craig Charles. Charles. We entered a um, robot which was shaped like a UFO. Who's we? Me, my friends from years ago, from uh, Stu, Trev, all the the guys I used to hang out with years and years and years ago. Um, school school chums. We ended. Uh, we drew it up. Nick White was there. He was a he was a big part of it. And um, it was a shape like a UFO, and it was a spinning thing. But um, 
we don't think we got in on the grounds that we called it UF off. We never heard back. That is right on my street. <laughs> Amazing. So, going back a few seconds, minutes, whatever it was, you mentioned Fleet Services and touring with Paramore. Yep. No, they're Paramore or less. Paramore or less. Let, let's make this clear. <laughs> <laughs> this has happened before, hasn't it? This is, this is caught, caught the band you know, out. Has this been mentioned on... I can't remember. It's just a good story. previous podcast? Can I tell it again? Because it's a good story. Go on. Well, we, we, were, playing, we were playing The Talking Heads um, a few years ago, just before Christmas. And Paramore less are a tribute band to Paramore. Yes. We were playing with Nirvana, who were a tribute band to Nirvana. Of course. We were playing with Kings of... With a V, I think, or a Z or something. Uh, Leon, who are a tribute band to King of Leon. Yeah. And we're playing with the Foo Forgers, who are a tribute band to Foo Fighters. Of course. Tribute bands. I love I love these names. Tribute bands. I mean, obviously... Nuns and Moses being It has to be a tribute band, because Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain has been dead for a Yeah, long. exactly. Probably nearly, well, I don't know, nearly 15, 15 20 years. Yeah. Anyway, so these, this group of six bought tickets for this. Oh, come on. Um, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> no way. They bought tickets for this. And they booked hotels, and they were travelling from quite far, far away over the country, so they got the whole journey planned out. Um, and then somehow, on social media or something, they found out actually it wasn't the Paramore, the Nirvana, the Kings of Leon, the Foo Fighters that were playing... At the Talking Heads. At the heads. Talking Heads in Southampton. For a fiver. For a fiver. <laughs> so cheap, Kurt Cobain's come back from the dead for it. <laughs> and I had the phone on the video and asked for a refund. <laughs> what? I, quite oh. frankly, I don't want them at my gig. But what gets me? What gets me is it was six people. It wasn't one person being was a dickhead. It was six people being a dickhead. <laughs> What's wrong with people? Oh, it's like that old phrase, isn't it? What's worse than one dickhead? Six. Six. <laughs> no, oh, sorry, sorry, we kind of sidetracked that. No, we? that's all right. I was just going to say, I, was, I think I asked you this on when I kind of got some music out of you and got some history out of you. Look, why choose that particular band I know back when you started they weren't nowhere near as popular as they are now but so why what was the what happened how did it happen I started it was Kelly's brainchild really wasn't it mm-hmm. and um, I think you know like Aiden and myself were in a lot of bands and I think we just sort of gravitate to playing with each other and um, did you have a previous love of the band or no I didn't know, I'll be honest I didn't I, I did know some of this stuff and I just always thought man this would be so much fun yeah. to drum do you know what you I'm... know it's really pushed me as a player it's fast it's fun like you know we all get on great we have a good time doing it Brilliant. we talk about fleet services in the bus yeah because we, t- yeah, we really it... tend to we tend to not go via fleet do we no <laughs> it's, it's the normally A34 isn't yeah, it it's the A34 sadly but... I just have to say Misery Business is on Guitar Hero and I have got the drums and I try that song is the most fun to play yeah, on Guitar right. Hero so kick, snare, kick, 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 snare, well, so kick, 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 yeah, it really, you know, when I sort of got stuck into it, really pushed me as a drummer. And you know, if you're improving yourself and having a good time with your friends, that's the bottom line. I'm all for it. That is the <laughs> bottom line. <laughs> all for it. Oh, that's cool. We play games sometimes because Boyd is very good at remembering stuff. It, like, I wouldn't say I've like. Ne- on a, you should well, get I've, I've, I've read one you of are. those Darren Brown books. Yeah, you know, he remembers like all kinds of. He's just, nuts. You know, so I've sort of taken to learning some of his techniques and um, you know that got me interested in I guess the science of learning yeah yeah and uh, I've sort of challenged myself to remember some long lists which 
ultimately a, a pretty pointless unless you're going on a podcast with your friends <laughs> or a pub, pub quiz in the forest well indeed if they you ask never the, know, the, yeah, the, well, the never right question that's it exactly, but yeah. it's um, yeah it, it's I, I just kind of do it for it's just for a, bit of, a bit of a hobby in a way I guess just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes on the train just try and memorise stuff but it so much of it's about thinking visually you know and, and is it the only thing I can I remember someone going on about is a guy would remember like names yeah like like dozens and dozens of names but in his head he's already put them in a story yes yeah so, so there's this whole idea of like a memory palace is that so you okay. visualise like a route that you let's say you're walking through your house yeah so you want to set something up that you don't need to remember because it's already so well internalised it's just there okay and then you know let's just say I don't know Kevin Bacon's at your front door yeah. so you could imagine this slice of bacon sizzling like you know really and you've got to make it you've got to be able to smell the smells and see what you're seeing and make it really vivid make it really stupid make it is it true that the biggest form of remembrance is via smell I believe yeah hearing? I think the smell thing sight, well it? I think I think it's sight, it sight? Oh, sorry smell, smell and I think it's from an evolutionary standpoint where you know, they like you know our, our ancestors would have to smell the berries. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, hang on, bad. these are the poisonous ones. Yeah. But then a lot. Then secondly, I believe is sight because you know they'd need to look around and see. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. when we get to this tree, then we do this because obviously their yeah. communication yeah. wasn't as. I suppose advanced. they didn't. They didn't have Stone Temple Pirates back then <laughs> to, to remind them of <laughs> exactly. a beautiful road in Florida. So yeah, let's move on. Anyway. <laughs> Well, so, uh, yeah, so visually now, you know, because it's very hard to memorise things from smell, but, you know, if you can create really vivid pictures and yeah. attach those pictures to places on a journey, because that's that whole spatial awareness thing, because we had to, you know, when we were travelling across the plains of Africa, you know, in, a, in our early days, you know, they needed to remember things yes. directionally. Spatial, our, spa our brain is geared up for spatial memory very well, which is why you have people memorising decks of cards yeah. or whatever using these memory palaces. Yeah. Like you said, it's a story, memory it's a palace. journey, and you tie these things together using visual imagery. And it helps you remember a ton of stuff. But you need to remember it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, so it's not that, you know, I've, I've, done a, I've had a little bit of fun with this, but that doesn't mean you've got a good memory. It means you can use your memory well if you apply it. Okay. So it's very easy for me to still lose my keys because yes. it's not because I forgot where I put them. It's because I put them down somewhere I don't normally and I didn't pay any attention exactly. to where I put them down. So what I do every night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, yeah, a lot of the like, memory championships, you know, they remember pi to like 10,000 digits or That's something. And it's all amazing. using these memory palaces and yeah. associating numbers with pictures and it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Give us an it example of the pointless shit that you All memorized. Right, so when I first started doing this, <laughs> I, I was um, living a lonely existence on Bondi Beach, and I took it about myself to memorise the presidents of the United States. Look out. So, so at my very... So I, I guess I should be all right for the most part on if you give me a president, like the number of the president I should be able to come up with a name and I'd give myself a bonus point if I could get the year <laughs> okay so I've just handed Carl my phone oh my lord a Wikipedia a list of American presidents <laughs> dun, you see all the numbers, all the numbers with the names next to them it's got it's 
So his number's, there's numbers down the left. Down the left-hand side, yeah. Yeah, and then the name's next to him. So what do we do? Should we give you a well, number? Well, if you could give us a number, and then I should... Right. Not, it might not be instant, but I should okay. be able to figure out... I'm well, going to provide some, some quiz show music. Oh, nice. Doing. Well, I'm going to start you in. I'll start you in with a, a nice, easy one, obviously, just because... Because um, you're nice. I'm nice, and he's one of the greats, and one that everyone will probably know, but the first... First, George Washington, obviously. 1789. I wasn't expecting the date, and there it is, it's correct. Well, I would skip along to the 10th. 10th. Okay, so we have got John Tyler, 1841. Tyler's <laughs> pointless shit. <laughs> I'm already. I'm already. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm already on. thinking. God, this guy must no, 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 be so lonely. No, no, no. This is good. This is pretty good. Um, first, um, all right. I know this one. Nineteenth. The nineteenth. Okay, right. This is going to be Rutherford Hayes, eighteen seventy-seven. Spot on. <laughs> this is the best pub quiz ever. <laughs> I'm just. I just want to see how many octaves. I'm running out of breath. How many tones you can go up? <laughs> Oh man, number 32. 32, okay, we have got 32. We have got Franklin Roosevelt, and he got into power in 1933. But let's do it, do it again, right? Give him that's, another one, but talk to us about how, how are you doing this? That's amazing. I know it's a memory palace, that's but all... what's your association? Also, my fingers are starting to hurt. Can't tell you. Can't tell you. <laughs> no, I can. Um, all right, give us another one. I'll see if I can talk. All right, we're well, um, all right. We were at the thirty-two, thirty-second yep. president. I'll skip forward. This will be one give I us, just can't get now. Give us the process. <laughs> give us the process to number forty-two. Forty-two. Okay, so um, through the Darren Brown book, I did. You do some legwork, so you need to associate numbers with letters. So yep. the number four is associated with the letter R. Yeah. The number two looks kind of like an N on its side. Yep, all right, I can get that. Okay, so, 42. So, RN. So, I could make a word out of that. I'm sure I could. And this is where I end up looking like a twat. Open your phone, please. Oh, sorry. So, RN, we have got... Okay, interesting. I'm interested where this is going. Yeah, I'm interested as well, because <laughs> I've completely drawn a blank. Um, right, rain, rain, that's it. So I'm thinking of rain, okay? And now I picture um, Bill Clinton standing in the rain, getting absolutely pissed What's on. the link between rain and Bill Clinton? Is that something you just... No, because just... I visualised Bill Clinton you, you've created in that. the rain. Oh, okay. So I created a, right. pi- a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, the, so I've taken the two numbers and then it's, you know, it's almost like putting a, a vowel in there somewhere. You okay. know? So I've got RN... And so, right, so so it took me a while then to think of, I was thinking, was it run, is it rain? rain. So it's almost like, it's almost like a filing, it's like an accessing system, yeah, yeah, all this yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. So I imagine Bill Clinton, and he got into power in 1993. I remember that because, so I've associated nine with a G, and three is like an M on its side. So I think of gums. Like teeth, gums, and f- conveniently, he obviously had 
didn't have sexual relations with that woman. No. So I kind of imagine her, <laughs> her gums around his plums and then yeah. that, leads me to, that leads me to the number. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you pulled me up on one that's had some kind of yes. dirty meaning. But actually, they say in a lot of these books, like, the more grotesque, the more, you know, it's just the more vivid the thing is, the easier it is, it is to recall in your head. Oh, man, so, does that not show how dark social... Well, that's why you shouldn't really, you know... Yeah. <laughs> tell people what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Which Aiden has a terrible habit. So Carl, I'm laying down the gauntlet, Carl. Yes. I want you to apply some of this knowledge. Oh my god, alright. Oh wow. Um I haven't thought of a good subject though. What's a good subject? You're gonna test my memory. Yeah. I want right you to here? Give, I want you to learn yeah. all the goalkeepers. Oh come on. In the, in in the, in the, the second tier of the English football uh nineteen seventy eight. Can I write that down for yeah. a start with? Yeah, it's the second tier. So what would that be? Division 2, I guess, at that point. There's no premiership. So what? Division 2? 1978. You know that I've only ever like, kicked the ball twice. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I've always never been the American president, so it's fine. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's Division 2, goalkeepers. 1978. Keepers. Is, that, is this a good subject? Could you... Could he... I, I mean, it's certainly doable. In 1978. Yeah. For next podcast. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you, thank you, boy. Challenge has been set. I'll be coming round <laughs> to your Indeed, house. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I think we've been going for about an hour and a half. Yeah. It's been a pleasure having you along. It's, oh, it's been, been a pleasure awesome. being here. No, really yeah, enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming. It's been awesome. It's funny, every guest we have says, oh, do you really want me to come along? I mean, I'm not really that interesting. We won't have much to talk about and then we just go on and on. Yeah. And on. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And also people miss, you know, Miss stuff that we say before and probably will say afterwards. It's a shame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should just. It's have... not like we just walk in and start recording. No, that's no. it. You need you need to do a uh, you know, director's cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> deleted <laughs> scenes. The deleted. <laughs> you have to wait for the Blu-ray before you can get those. <laughs> um, and as is tradition, um, we need to finish with an outro song. Oh. And Carl has told us that he already has some lyrics. I've got lyrics. He's come prepared. Um, but <laughs> seeped in jealousy. Oh, mm. Interesting. So, so what kind of what kind of song are you? Um, can it be like country ballad? <laughs> okay. In the key of G. Slow and <coughs> boy's got his nuts back out. Yes, <laughs> get your nuts back out. <laughs> left, left and right, left and right. Can I? Um, all right, go. All right. So, it's like something slow and. No, like, I don't know. Whatever you come up with, okay. I'll try. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I love how in tune that was. <laughs> it wasn't tuned like an hour and a half. Okay. okay. Covered in muck 
Well, I hate my neighbor and his pig, so I don't give up. <laughs> Sorry, kids show. I looked over my neighbor's fence and what did I see? I saw my neighbor's kids playing politely. They said hello and they weren't nasty or nothing. They were like quite nice. Couldn't believe it. But I hate my neighbor and his kids. So... Words now, I've forgotten. <laughs>